0: Hello everyone and a happy Easter to all our dear family. We're so glad you could join us today. Our subject is unreality and we are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church independent, the Plainfield, New Jersey in the United States of America. And we welcome all of you. And uh, start with our morning prayer.
1: good morning everyone i'm reading from page 155 of miscellany may this glad easter morn find the members of this dear church having a pure peace a fresh joy a clear vision of heaven here heaven within us and an awakened sense of the risen christ may long lines of light span the horizon of their hope and brighten their faith with a dawn that knows no twilight and no night. May those who discourse music today sing as the angels, heaven symphonies that come to earth. May the dear Sunday school children always be gathering Easter lilies of love with happy hearts and ripening goodness. Today, may they find some sweet scents and beautiful blossoms in mother's love that she sends to them this glad morn in the flowers smiling on them. Mary Baker Eddy.
0: Thank you. That's just beautiful. Thank you. Before we go into the watching point, I wanted to mention one thing, um, our Eustace book that all of you, or not all of you, but some of you have so kindly been proofing for us. Um, it's been to the printers and is back and it is quite beautiful. Um, it looks just like the original one with a dark uh, leatherette cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's big, but it's bigger. So the print is bigger. Now, the original one, was printed many years ago. I think maybe when Eustace was still around. I don't know, but it was many years ago in California.
2: Like 50 years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah. And we got five 500 of them free because um, of the getting the Eustace Foundation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we were able to, we sold it for $27. This new one um, cost us $25,000 to print five books. The price has gone way, way up. So we will sell it for
2: 50 plus, postage.
0: 50 plus postage. So I just am letting you know, we still have some of the other ones available if you're interested in getting the less expensive one. But this one is very beautiful and having the larger print is lovely. And What's it's What's the name of the book again? Which one? It's. Um, Herbert Eustace. It's clear, correct teaching, oh, right,
1: right, yeah, I have the original one, and you're right. The other one probably would be better. you
0: yeah. uh-uh. know it oh. is nice to have the larger size print.
2: It'll be easier to read for sure,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, the new one has the really good binding, like the old one too, so
2: yeah, it's a good hard cover, very good quality book,
1: so well, that's good to know because the binding sometimes is. Coming off, with some of them had the print, so that's good to
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And um, we
2: wanted it to be a very high quality book.
0: Yeah. And it is. We and we, Carol, endeavored to make it is just as like the other one, right? You yes. Said? Yeah. Page for page, it's exactly like the other one. It's just larger. Yes. By about a, what an inch or so, or? Oh no, more than that. Yeah a little bit larger yeah okay all right so so anyway that's what's happening um also to go along with what florence read this was something beautiful it was what carrie carrie had sent me this article uh, reverend mary baker Eddy's easter service in from the may 1885 issue of the journal and just the description the church of christ scientists had their meeting easter sunday at hawthorne rooms which were crowded one hour before the service commenced, and half an hour before the arrival of the pastor, Reverend Mary Baker Eddy, the tide of men and women was turned from the doors with the information no more standing room. On each side of the pulpit were beautiful plants and flowers, while a table in front of the speaker was laden with an immense cross composed of roses, calla lilies, etc towering very nearly to the top of the pulpit. It was with difficulty that the speaker, with the assistance of the genial but muscular usher, Mr. Palmer, would force her way through the crowd, blocking the hallway and aisles. But it was accomplished after a good-natured struggle. And then what she read is, is something, you know, I think we have in our in prose works. But anyway, I, I have been... In my mind, I'd remembered the story of of a church just laden with flowers on Easter Sunday. And it was I'm sure it was this description, and it was actually Hawthorne Hall. And I'm grateful for uh, Shardy because she's our flower girl here. (laughs) (laughs) And we have flowers in front of our church and pretty little jonquils all around the Sunday school room now. And, And Linda helped me find the lilies. Linda helped you find the lilies, yes. So, so, anyway, just a very lovely picture of that.
3: Yeah, it must have smelled wonderful when the reader was reading a. (laughs) 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 Yes,
0: I know, the calla lilies, isn't that? They just smell so beautifully. So, anyway, we're grateful for a happy Easter morn and our watching point, Linda
4: watch number 398 watch that you realize both the nothingness and powerlessness of error these points may seem to be one and so they are yet at times students believe that they can perceive the powerlessness of error without recognizing its nothingness or vice versa perhaps some manifestation of error has disappeared And yet the impression has remained that if one had not seen its powerlessness in time, the result might have been disastrous. This is not recognizing its utter nothingness. Would you believe that you might have been drowned if you had not recognized that the water in a lake that is only a mirage had no power to drown you? When disease seems to be present Divine wisdom calls upon us to, calls upon us to overcome the claim by perceiving its nothingness but if some condition remains for a season we should recognize that it has not the slightest power to harm us Jesus proved that he could prevent any phase of evil from touching him by seeing its nothingness then he turned around and permitted his enemies to wreak their full vengeance upon his corporeality, in order to prove that he was in no way harmed by the experience." End quote.
0: It comments. Sarah, it's zero.
5: <laughs>
1: yes.
2: It's a zero that you have to erase because it's not even a zero, it's a nothing.
1: <laughs> and I,
2: yeah, and that's the point. Because it seems, so, it seems so real to us at times. And, you know, we, we sometimes struggle to see it as powerless. But we have to go one more step. And that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's a challenge to see it as nothing real in the first place.
3: Yeah, it, it's interesting the, the distinction between the powerlessness and the nothingness. It reminded me of that thought that I mean I had this before, of you know everything's going good now, but the other shoe will drop, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's nothing now, but there's still a power out there waiting to get me, kind of a thing. So.
0: That's a good example, and and remember with when Jesus with Pilate. Um, And Pilate asking him, don't you know I have power to buy you or not? And Jesus' answer, the only power you have is if it's given to you from above. That's a powerful thought to keep with you. There is no other power. He, He stripped Pilate of the power and he proved it for an everlasting victory. So thank you Karen this was a good always each week they're wonderful watching points. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I was going to say that sometimes when
4: <clears throat> when uh something that it says this something goes on for a while time mm-hmm. seems to give something more power. <clears throat> and um, that's something that I realize that you know that it doesn't have any more power just because it seems to be lingering or going on for a while, Um, so that was also, but Jesus certainly proved that none Mm -hmm. of it could touch him. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Well, and that's a well-known concept among some political professionals who rely on propaganda to influence Uh people the concept that if you tell people a lie often enough, some people yeah. will believe it.
0: And remember, last, last week we read um, where it doesn't matter how long a room has been dark, right? It can be dark, yeah. it can be a cave that's been dark for hundreds of years, even. You shed the light on it and it's gone. That light is powerful, and the darkness is but a shadow. And we must remain in that sense of it. And so, I love, I love the responsive reading and the golden text this week. And I know I told a few people, well, what what stone is in your path? What material belief are you? Afraid of, or seems to be real, or maybe has gone on for a long time, <clears throat> and you're struggling with, or maybe well, still enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, uh, the, enjoy a, a sin perhaps, whatever is that what you, well anyway, you you read, or memorize or read this golden text and responsive reading and say it out loud several times a day revelation. And I heard heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thunderings saying, "Alleluia! for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. You say that to whatever stone is in front of you. Tell me what what cannot yield to that all power. It is powerful. It's revelation. I, I just love it imbibe that in your heart let it be one of your in your arsenal shall i say and you work with it and as it was interesting because who was it i believe it was um it was patricia the nice neighborhood who wrote about the stone um you know that the the stone was rolled away later right after after jesus had already (laughs) gone from the the sepulcher. So, in other words, he just walked through it, and we know that he did did that in other other times. the 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 stone was of no obstacle to him. So, we keep that stone in its place, which is a big nothing. Nothing ultimately, it is nothing. And take this, take this golden text and this responsive reading, and speak to it. It reminded me years ago is joanna no years ago we went to see a movie with Clint Eastwood called Pale Rider. I don't know if any of you saw it, but I think it was based on this um, because you know how Clint Eastwood is he <laughs> wipes out anything in his path <laughs> he had this white horse and it was a terrible town you know out west that was just doing terrible things. And he he would come riding in on that white horse and woe whoa, whoa, whoa be to any era that was going on. He just got rid of it in the most satisfactory way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I remember Mrs. Evans loved that movie. Because of that, because of that, he um, it just was quite inspiring in its own way yeah. as, a, as a Western.
2: <laughs> and he did it without... Uh rancor or anything he just and he was in the and the 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 good people in the community who were grateful to him referred to him as the preacher
5: yeah that's right Mm -hmm.
0: yep and it was just it was just one guy on a white horse so (laughs) you know the symbolism was kind of and a gun and and a gun that's right that's right and, you know, we can speak this. It says it will smite the nations. Whatever's wrong in the nations, God's not going to tolerate it. Goodness knows we've been praying and praying and praying. And what is it, Florence, you always say that God's going to um right no, it. Go ahead. All wrong will be made right. All wrong will be made right. So, we will smite whatever else is not of God. It's going on it's already going on it can't help but go on because this is what truth does and so be it not a-
2: reveals itself to everyone who's willing to see but it's always there revealing itself <clears throat> so whenever we're ready to see it <clears throat> it's there and it'll do whatever it has to do to get rid of whatever's wrong and that's the making war part of the uh, response of reading here. In righteousness, there is a righteous war.
0: Yeah, yes. And ultimately we we will know there is, there is no war because all is infinite mind and it's infinite manifestation, <clears throat> the utter, utter nothingness of what seems to be the trouble. But at this stage, we have to be willing to fight the good fight and uh, cast it out, cast it down, whatever it is trying to tell you that's not of God.
3: If people choose to give error power, then they're going to have to learn. And I, I really like the white horse and, and the you know the white linen it made me think of the Dixon letter that the pure and heart will only the pure and heart will survive the letter times. Yes, uh, gotta have that purity
0: yeah absolutely. and And you see he had a great army. He wasn't by himself. There's a huge army with him. Um, Christ Jesus. And that's true now. A um, lot of warriors for the truth. and they're all with us, just as in last week's lesson where we have to open up our eyes to see what's there, right? The angels, all of it. Um, we have to have the eyes to see. That he is with us, fighting the holy wars. <clears throat> so, anyway. And then, I loved, and then I was going to science and health. And Louise and Parthen spoke on Citation 3.
5: Carol, you want to read that? Life is real and death is the illusion. A demonstration of the facts of soul in Jesus' way resolves the dark visions of material sense into harmony and immortality. The author has healed hopeless organic disease and raised the dying to life and health through the understanding of God as the only life. It is a sin to believe that aught can overpower omnipotent and eternal life. And this life must be brought to light by the understanding that there is no death, as well as by the other graces of spirit. We must begin, however, with the more simple demonstrations of control, and the sooner we begin, the better. The final demonstration takes time for its accomplishment. When walking, we are guided by the eye. We look before our feet. And if we are wise, we look beyond a single step in the line of spiritual advancement. Thank you.
0: Now, this is something we start our day with, right? God is life. God is my life. God is the only pure and perfect life. Very important that you have this sense of God being your life. It's not in your in matter in your human physical body, so to speak. It is in God, and it's eternal and immortal, and nothing can touch it. And then, this is very important. It is a sin to believe that aught can overpower omnipotent and eternal life. A sin. How many times do you think that something can overpower God? I think that's why
1: fearing to be so fearful. I'm speaking about myself some time ago. is so uncomfortable and so devastating because it's sinning all along. I didn't know. But it is sin. I mean, so you keep suffering. Um, yeah, it's just is, what a dishonor. That Where is God? I mean, it's just sinful. That's all I can say. But we ca- you can come out of it. You can't come out of it. Yes.
2: Yeah, and that suffering is love turning you away from yeah. that fear towards God.
0: Mm-hmm. It's saying, stop
2: sinning.
5: <laughs>
0: it, it is. And I, I didn't know that that was a sin. I and mean, I did it all the time. Negative thinking is a sin. Fearful thinking is a sin. Because you were believing that something can is greater and more, of a, more powerful than God. That there is another power other than God. And yes, I suffered for those thoughts until I stopped it. That helped me awaken to it. And and to this day, I go back to that. It's a uh, numero uno (laughs) (laughs) starting place that must be. So remember, it's not just some simple thing you can't control. It's a sin. And God destroys sin. (laughs) So and he does that through the suffering of it so i will not sin i will not suffer mrs eddie says for others sins and yes for other sins
6: but it's an unconscious sin right so once we we shouldn't do like condemned for realizing it right well, well that,
0: that's right, but that's why we're telling you now, so you won't be unconscious. <laughs> <laughs>
5: right.
6: Right.
2: The idea is to under, is to learn the truth so well that you cease making the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, because ultimately, what is sin? It's
1: living. It God's all power.
2: Yeah, it's living a mistake. it's 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 acting out a mistake a mistaken belief a mistaken purpose a, a mistake and god destroys sin because truth destroys error love destroys hate and when we sin it's because we're making a mistake and we will suffer until we until we learn the truth life and love that gets rid of that mistake in our consciousness and in our life.
0: Just like in math, if you make a mistake in math, your problem won't work out, will it? Until you get the right concept of it and redo it, and then, yeah, aha, I got it. It works.
2: And if you're building a bridge and you make a mistake in the arithmetic that governs the engineering... The bridge won't stay up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, this is why it's important that we follow the, the rules of science. And they're loving rules.
3: And starting with the simple demonstrations of control. I like that. Yes. When I think that's great. We, we come to the church and we're not asked to do <coughs> huge things. Just, you know, wake up in the morning, say that God is your wife, read the lesson, a practitioner, show up for Wednesdays and Sundays. <laughs> These are simple things we can control, and then we go from there.
0: So. Well, that's good. That's a good example, yes. You go forth simply. Step by step, one step at a time. That's right. Yes. That's building your bridge. <laughs> <laughs> building your bridge, right, without any mistakes in it. Right.
2: Well, and when problems come to you, right? God doesn't send anything that you're not capable of dealing with. So take care of each problem as it comes to you. Don't ignore them. Don't sweep them under the rug. Don't expect somebody else to take care of it for you. But take care of it. And when you take care of the little problems that come to you each day, you'll find that they will be fewer and fewer and you'll be ready for the bigger problems of mankind that you will be able to help others with.
0: And every time you do that, you are overcoming death, because what is death? It's a belief of life and matter, uh, belief that God's creation isn't perfect. So every time you're you're making progress to overcome what they call what the biggest bugaboo. <laughs> I thought it was interesting in in 1937 College, Bicknell Young on page 62, he speaks about age. Age is something you will have to consider. Age is slow death. If anybody grows old, it means he will die. You don't have to believe this. There is no more age than there is death. Age is one of the most persistent diseases in human belief. People may get over anything but they are sure to succumb to age, according to belief. Are you going to take part in it? Are you, or, or are you going to take part in the demonstration over it? It is not a question of years. Years have thing to do with it. It is not in years or of years. Eternity is all there is. Just the everlasting now. There is no time at all. So remember that. Don't succumb to beliefs of age. It says you're slowing down or this, that, or the next thing. Well, then, then, then no, you're not. You're walking with the Christ. Stately goings of mind. God is your life, and which is the everlasting road of life, where there is no death. And these are overcoming, step by step, all the beliefs and, and so we have daily work to do. And isn't it wonderful that we can do it? And then on the forum, Louise made a whole list of, of things that Mrs. Eddy had healed, because it says the author has healed hopeless organic disease diseases and raised the dying to life and health through the understanding of God as the only life. <clears throat> a dead child was restored. Um, Mrs. Eddy was called to treat a child, um, man run, run over by a heavy wagon restored. Of course, the raising of the dead of Calvin Fry happened more than once. He was trying to get out of this so he didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> she knew that, and that's what she handled. She didn't handle cardiac arrest. She handled um, his wanting to leave, and that's what brought him back. I love that, those stories, because uh, one of the workers saw what happened, that he was revived to life. She said, Calvin, where were you? He said, I was in the kitchen getting pie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And she also said one time after Kimball had passed on that she saw him in the library getting a book. And she could do that because, you know, her thought was so spiritualized. So... Anyway, there is no death. And today the things we're talking about, we're making practical um what Jesus did in overcoming death, which was an everlasting victory, Mrs. Eddie says. Everlasting victory. And those 3 days in the tomb, she says it gave him refuge from his foes to work out the problem of being and to know without a doubt, that God is his life. And all that he did, is it, we are capable of. Why not? Um,
2: and he told us that.
0: He told us that, yes.
2: Many Hi.
5: times.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Go ahead, Florence. Oh, he
1: even said greater works, right? <laughs> greater works, yeah, you do. Uh,
0: yes. In the Bible
3: he was not a liar
0: no mm-hmm.
4: no and
2: what could be greater than healing sin disease and death but to prevent them in the first place yes,
0: With the science. <laughs> yes and that's martha wilcox i always thought oh wow that's great because i always wondered what could be what could be better than raising the dead and then she said it's not to have it happen in the first place and it is preventative as well as curative so so you can all make plans now when it's time for you to go you will just walk out with your head held high and you don't have to have any of this sense of dying because there's no such thing just like enoch did just like others in the bible did transfiguration right Yes. Yeah. which we're going to sing today So, then, um, I'll let Craig, you read what Carthens wrote. That was quite lovely. (laughs)
6: Carthens, it is a sin to believe that art can overpower omnipotent and eternal life. This life must be brought to light by the understanding that there is no death, as well as by other graces of spirit, quote, science and health page 428. A striking instance of unconscious resurrection from error into truth by the grace of spirit follows. Dr. Fleet, psychologist associated with the University of London during World War II related the following incident that occurred during the blitz. As she was helping to conduct people to safety, suddenly a bomb fell upon a nearby hospital in which a, quite a number of paralytic, paralytic. Paralytic. paralytic patients lay bedridden, some of whom had resided there for as much as 20 years. Moments after the explosion, she was astonished to see these same patients running down the stairs, <laughs> exiting the hospital with perfectly coordinated limbs, headed for-
0: Isn't that wonderful? Yes.
6: (laughs) Later, some of these patients remembered that they were not supposed to be able to walk. (laughs) And in so thinking, their bodies returned to their previous paralyzed state. But most of them remained completely healed. That was tremendous. (laughs) (laughs)
0: it is it is really it just shows and remember there's that example in science and health too remember the lame man who hobbled around but when he was called on stage or something Mm -hmm. he just Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. forgot it Mm
5: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and and you know it's happened to you when you've totally forgotten whatever your problem is. You just you're fine. I know it happens often with readers, right? Maybe they're just feeling really crummy before they have to get up and read, and then suddenly they just feel a power take them over. The present no voice have no voice this happened. <laughs> yes, the presence mm-hmm. of God comes in, and whatever their problem is is suddenly gone
3: reminds me of gilbert carpenter saying give me another day to remember this or to know this never happened (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) yes and that goes back to the watching point the nothingness and the powerlessness of it so so yes, so i love that from Parthens, and um we can take heart in hearing those stories and know it to be true
2: well and and (laughs) the, the the reason that something like that relates to science is because you know impossibilities never occur if something happens it's because it's possible and if it's possible for one person or a small group of people it's possible for anyone and that is why these examples should be so meaningful to us because they're examples of what is possible with god
0: yeah that's very very true and that's that's why in mrs Eddy's pages 244 to 248 in science and health in which she handles the belief of age and she talks about that woman remember who her lover had left and she never grew old (laughs) well how'd that happen again what do we expect for ourselves open your horizons and realize what's possible and in citation 8 in science and health it it gives a, a a list of how Jesus did what he did and one of the first things he had to do was that he had to know that love triumphed over hate so one thing in all our work, always. What do we have to start with?
4: Got love.
0: Yeah, and love, yes. Love love. You can't expect healing, if what? If you're hating. If you're hating, yeah. He forgave them on the cross. He was not going to allow hate to rule the day. So love triumphed over all that hate. He said they know not what they do. That's true. Yeah. Yep.
3: And that centurion recognized that.
0: Yes. Yes. So, and as I said, Mrs. Eddy says, that lonely precincts of the tomb gave Jesus a refuge from his foes. So sometimes it's good to get a back off from people who are thinking you can't make your demonstration or, or afraid for you or hate you or whatever else. Get alone with your being. And um, said it was a place in which to solve the great problem of being. Set the seal of eternity on time. He proved life to be deathless and love to be the master of hate. He met and mastered On the basis of Christian science, the power of mind over matter, all the claims of medicine, surgery, and hygiene. Think of all of them. For three days, he was there. I mean, the belief is, if you're dead for what? Not very long, then you're going to be a vegetable or something, right? So, he took no drugs to lay the inflammation. He did not depend upon food or pure air to resuscitate wasted energies. What are you depending on? He did not require the skill of a surgeon to heal the torn palms and bind up the wounded side and lacerated feet. That he might use those hands to remove the napkin and winding sheet, and that he might employ his feet as before. And then the stone was no obstacle to him. Nothing, nothing. So again, nothing is an obstacle to you. That same power, and the Bible says this, and I love it, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is what?
4: Same power we have.
0: It's the same, yeah. It's here now. It's here mm-hmm. now. That very same power is here now. It wasn't unique to his time. It's here this very moment, and you can rely on it. And work with it, but you have to want to, and you have to um, be willing to give it your all—not partially, not because you're at whoops in a in a problem, but because you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Now, Wednesday night, Sandy, in her testimony, she talked about an article in Collected Writings by Vic Dal Young, begins on page eighty-one called death overcome most of us here are very familiar with it and i have talked about it before but it's a uh, quite an important lesson as i ask how, how did jesus do what he did well this is another example of it a lesser example of course jesus was the ultimate example so we have this person it says an experience with death that is known absolutely to have taken place in the human experience of a well-known person and there is no doubt as to the veracity of this <laughs> now somewhere in one of our healing thoughts or whatever cornerstones or liberators we have this story and also we have who who it was about which i don't recall right now
5: it it's a, a woman and i don't remember who she was. yeah it was a, it was
0: woman, a woman though, though. Yeah, yeah because it sounds like it's big young the way it talks, but I guess it was a woman. So anyway, and so, and it was on Lake Chattaqua, which I looked up. Luann probably knows it, right? Is she there?
1: Yes. New York?
0: Yeah, New York. It's a big lake.
1: I, I've never heard of that.
0: You never have? Okay. Well, it's supposed to be near the Finger Lakes and near Lake Erie, and it's 17 miles long, two miles long, and in the deepest part, seventy-eight feet deep. And it's an Iroquois name. Well, that's a big lake, right? It's big enough. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so does anyone wanna say anything about the story? Well, she then she founds finds herself, she was she's she said due due to a very bad storm, I was involved in a storm and drowned. And she was underwater for three quarters of an hour. Okay, so the medical people would say what?
5: That's it. That's <laughs> it. At <laughs> least brain
0: dead. <laughs> dead as a doornail. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> Unless she was the Little Mermaid or something, she, yeah. she wasn't yeah. going to make that. So. So. But, but while
2: she was there. She kept getting thoughts of guilt and shame and all of the things that she had done wrong in her life were were parading in her consciousness to get her to feel totally unworthy of living, to make her feel like she was the worst person ever to have lived. And she knew enough of science to know that that was not true, that that was the devil speaking to her. So she spoke back to it. She denied the reality of these accusations and the accusations got louder. And so she, she rebuked it louder. It got louder and she rebuked it louder. She knew enough that the truth could overpower these lies. So she stuck with the truth and mentally made them louder and louder and louder. And then at some point, she found herself pushing off the bottom of this lake up to the top,
5: she shot up. She, she shot up out of the water. Out of the water.
2: <laughs> and and was rescued to land. And she was perfectly well.
0: Can't live to tell the story. Although at first they said no. First she didn't seem to be alive, but then she came alive. She yeah. coughed up some water and um. So it's quite the story and the, and you see the point being too, also, you, you don't have to be at the bottom of a lake to get these thoughts that you're no good in all of that. All right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just be walking around, you know, at the grocery store, you can be getting these thoughts. This is the handling of the era called death. You don't let it, you don't let it talk because the voice will get louder. And then pretty soon it'll give you some reasons. You know, your body won't feel well or your marriage is crumbling or whatever other miserable thing could be happening to you. Um, You've got to fight every day and stay in the fight and not let that voice talk. She says, first it was almost a bored kind of a talk, but then it got very nasty and aggressive. And that more aggressive it got You, she became more aggressive until she put it down. You can't ignore all these negative suggestions that flit through your mind during the day. You've got to handle them every time. This is the overcoming of this belief of death. And she writes, "Um, how did I get the best of this era? By being bigger, better, stronger than it was. It was just another question of dominion and control. It talked, I talked. It claimed dominion, I claimed dominion in his name. It presented an argument based on false belief. I presented an argument based on truth. It got aggressive, I got aggressive. I knew when the the argument first started that I had to get hooked up with something bigger than it was so that I could be bigger too than it was and get the best of it. I remembered what Jesus said about his power, where he got it, and that he was always the master. That was my cue, so to speak. And from that, I made real progress. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, too. You can't do it humanly, can you? No. You hook yourself to that greater power. And this is what Christ Jesus did. He knew it. And then he was able to put it out and... Cast it down. Now, there's a reason animal magnetism or malicious animal magnetism is called aggressive. What's aggressive? Pushy. It's going to push you, push you, push
2: <laughs>
1: you. <laughs> Pushy.
2: With the intent to get Good. its.
1: <laughs> yes. Sorry. I mean it. It's just.
0: Yep. It's not nice, is it? It's not nice.
6: And its way is to enslave.
0: It is. Exactly. It is. Yes, enslave you. In some way. You he it this is the master. And you are the servant. You gotta listen. And this is where you rise in rebellion against it. It's intimidating. It's bossy. Yes. All of those things. Therefore, you have to learn. You have to be aggressive. And for sweet little Mary Beth, that was a very hard thing for me to learn to do. I did not want to do it. That was getting my hands dirty. And I didn't want to do that. Well, I was, (laughs) Sarah was having me for lunch until I learned to do it. You got to do it. Just like she said, you had to do it. If she hadn't, if she hadn't, she would have just given it. Oh, my gosh. yeah. I really am a terrible person. And there she is. And then she'd have to meet it on the next plane. And in it, she says, too, that um, um, she'd been rather a good person. She wasn't the best person in the world, but she hadn't been a terrible person. This voice was making her feel really, really lousy. And isn't that how it works? So remember this and when era is talking to you whatever it's saying you know you don't feel well you're no good you can't do it um whatever you've got to nail it quickly and don't let it build up in your consciousness um peter v ross says we're always having a conversation right in our thought so let it be let it be you know a good conversation Think about what God is telling about you. That's where we go back to our compass, science and health in the Bible. You're his child, he loves you, he made you perfect. You can overcome this, you're worthy. Anything else is, is error, it's wrong, it's a sin. It's a sin to accept those other beliefs. So these are the lessons from the resurrection. Um, And my goodness, think about all the terrible things they told Jesus that he was terrible things. Of course, he wasn't, but he didn't listen to it, didn't listen to the voice and all the things he overcame. He was just like us, had to overcome temptation, had to come, I'm sure, had, had to overcome resentment, all those things. He wanted the cup to pass from him. But again... He rose to it for an everlasting victory because we're here we are today talking about it and rejoicing in it. Thank God. So we're going to end now with, um, again, something Carrie sent excerpts, called Easter.
2: Excerpts from an article entitled Easter from the March 1902 issue of the Christian Science Journal. We are again in the midst of Eastertide the christian world is celebrating in its various ways the rising of jesus from the sepulcher well may it commemorate this marvelous event an event than which there is no greater miracle to mortal sense saving only the miracle of life when the miracle of life is understood the miracle of jesus resurrection from death to life is understood When it is understood that God is life and God is all, that there is and can be no life or existence apart from God, that all his ideas reflect life because they reflect God, then it is understood how Jesus was enabled to demonstrate life by overcoming mortality, by triumphing over death and the grave, this is the sense of the resurrection taught by the Christian Science textbook. And it is the sense of the risen Christ that Christian scientists are endeavoring to celebrate. Nor do they confine their endeavors to Eastertide. Their sincere effort is to keep constantly in consciousness the conception that God is their life, that they have no other. This immaculate conception truly and steadfastly adhered to, leads on to the resurrection. And what is the resurrection? We answer, freedom from the trammels of the flesh, freedom from the lusts of the carnal mind, freedom from sin in all its hideous shapes, freedom from the fear of death, which Jesus proved by his resurrection to be an illusion. As we ascend from the darkness of the sepulchre of sin, which is the only death, we reach up toward the light of infinite love, which is the only life. God's idea, man, cannot be forever entombed in the sepulchre of sickness, sorrow, sin, and death. God's idea, man, is an eternal manifestation of life what a mighty lesson was taught by jesus resurrection a lesson for all the ages a lesson for time and for eternity the resurrection morn has dawned in the consciousness of thousands and the stone of material sense is being gradually rolled away from the door of human darkness Admitting the light of love and joy. Christ is risen. He is risen. Tell it with a joyful voice. He has burst his three days prison. Let the whole wide world rejoice.
0: Mary Baker Eddy. I want to say
1: on page 27 of the Blue Book, if anybody wants more about resurrection, Mrs. Eddie gives us something also so beautiful from 1907 Easter time. Page okay. 27 of the Blue Book. Okay.
0: <clears> Thank <throat> you. Oh, okay. King of Kings yeah. and Lord of Lords. Everyone. <laughs> Have a happy Easter and a wonderful service.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you.